0: Alleluia, Alleluia, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia, Alleluia, alleluia. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia. The Gospel of Luke, the 12th chapter. Jesus said to his disciples, "Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear, for life is more than food and the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? If, then, you are not able to do so small a thing as that, why do you worry about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will God clothe you, you of little faith? And do not keep striving for what you are to eat and what you are to drink, and do not keep worrying, for it is the nations of the world that strive after all these things and your father knows that you need them. Instead, strive for God's kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. This is the gospel of the Lord. Be to God. You may be seated. Beloved of God, grace to you and peace from God our Creator and from our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. These past weeks at St. Mark's, we've spent quite a bit of time thinking about birds. You may have noticed the large machinery that was, until last week, parked in the lower lot throughout later summer. For a piece of heavy equipment, it was rather elegant. Like a blue, long-necked swan, it suspended the work crew in midair as they replaced the cedar siding on the building. As many of you know, our neighborhood woodpeckers have been pursuing a relationship with us for years. (laughs) Word was out that you are very hospitable people and that you love all of God's creatures. So these creatures had pecked their way through the siding, through the insulation, the sheeting, set up a little woodpecker village in the soffits. They were getting ready to peck right through and join us for worship. But our intrepid manager of finance and operations put a stop to that. She hired the crew that has now replaced the siding with hardy plank, something that's less attractive to our feathered friends. Meanwhile, on the other side of the property, in the garden outside the office suite, Pastor Rude has been engaged in a project of his own. He has hung several bird feeders in the trees, Placed a bird bath under them, filled it with water, and as a gesture of radical hospitality placed a statue of Francis of Assisi, the patron saint of birds and other animals. Francis holds a bowl which Pastorude has filled with sunflower seeds. It's really beautiful. I hope you take a moment to look at it. And the neighborhood birds are delighted making regular visits to the garden. And I'm happy to report not one of them has been a woodpecker. That would have been sort of ironic. Given all of this avian action, it's fitting that birds make an appearance in today's gospel text. In this well-known passage, Jesus directs our eyes to the flora and fauna around us to learn a lesson about trust Do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will wear. Consider the ravens, he says. It's sparrows in Matthew's Gospel. They neither sow nor reap, and yet God feeds them. Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like these. Jesus calls us to consider that there is wisdom found in nature, Wisdom about life in the reign of God. Wisdom that can add peace and richness to our days, no matter how many or few they are. Martin Luther, writing on this passage, actually considered the birds more than teachers. He considered them preachers as well. He wrote, Look at what these dear little birds do. Their life is completely unconcerned. They wait for their food solely from the hands of God. Sometimes people cage them up to hear them sing. They get food in abundance, and they ought to think, now I have plenty, I do not have to be concerned. But they do not think this, because it is when they are in the air that they are happier and fatter. Their singing of lauds and of matins to their Lord in the early morning before they eat is more excellent and more pleasant. They sing a lovely long benediction at night and leave their cares to God. Whenever you listen to a nightingale, therefore, you are listening to an excellent preacher. Luther's words may seem quaint, but he understood what's at the heart of Jesus' message in this passage that it is when we are freely engaged in the work to which God has called us, and when we trust God for our well being then we are most alive. It is when we get turned in on ourselves with worry and anxiety that some of this life is robbed from us. This gospel text is not a standalone passage. Hardly any are. It is part of a larger body of Jesus' teaching on our relationship with our wealth and our possessions. Jesus points out how easily these relationships become a source of anxiety rather than joy. He tells a story in this chapter about a man whose harvest was so abundant that he didn't have enough barns to store all his crops. Instead of being generous, figuring out how to share his bounty, use his wealth for others, he used his ingenuity to tear down his barns and build bigger ones. When he was certain he had secured all of his wealth, he died. That's how he spent his life, preoccupied with his own prosperity, fussing over all of his stuff, convinced that his future security was a matter of his own striving. Jesus lifts this up as an example of foolishness. He points to the birds and the flowers as examples of wisdom, trust in God's providence. These two examples are in tension with each other, and they call us to self-examination, to look at our own relationship with our possessions. They invite us to tell the truth about our preoccupation with security and prosperity, the way that our possessions can come to possess us. As some of the world's wealthiest people, this is not always a comfortable thing to do. I fear that I may have more in common with the farmer than I do with the birds and the lilies. This passage could be experienced as only a passage of judgment if it weren't for the compassion and the empathy of the teacher Jesus seems to understand that our tangled relationship with our wealth and with our possessions isn't necessarily born of evil or greed. So often it's born of a deeper anxiety worry that we will not be cared for, that we will not have enough, that we will not be able to provide for those who depend on us, worry that our future will not be secure. This worry can take on a life of its own. It can grab onto our hearts with such a firm grip that proper concern becomes distorted and out of proportion. And our behavior grows out of this, striving, grasping, losing perspective of what is enough, chasing after more, chasing after that which will never bring the freedom or the abundant life that God desires for us. In this passage, Jesus shows us a more excellent way. Consider the birds. They don't worry about their pension or their college fund. Even when they build homes in unsustainable places and are redirected, they don't fret. They fly around singing praise to God. They are creatures loved by God just for being birds. Take a look at the wildflowers. Their life is short, yet they sing praise to God with their color and their fragrance. God rejoices in them simply for being wildflowers. How much more does God care for you? Does God rejoice in you and provide for you? You who are created in God's image, anointed with the Spirit, and called to share in the reign of God. How faithfully and intimately does God care for you? When I listen to Christ, I'm reminded that God knows our needs even more than we ourselves. God has more wisdom for our lives than we do. We are invited to trust that. We are invited to trust in God's promise of care. This promise creates a shelter for us in the midst of life's ups and downs, and it invites us into the freedom that is ours in Christ Jesus. Thanks be to God. Amen.